Running a small business is no easy task. It's messy and thrilling and terrifying all at the same time. But no matter what, it's definitely a journey worth taking. As a mom of two littles, I know the daily struggles, and I'm here to walk this journey with you. If you're ready to feel empowered, encouraged, and on fire for the things you truly love, then you're in the right place. I'm Rebecca Rice, a pizza-loving, hot chocolate-drinking family photographer and educator, and this is the Business Journey Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business Journey Podcast. I'm Rebecca, and today's episode is going to be really, really exciting. I have a guest with us today. This is Christina Dowler. She is my copywriter, actually. She writes all our blogs and several of our emails and things like that. So most likely you've received a blog or an email or read a blog written by her and she's just incredible. She's an extension of me, honestly. And um, she's just been such a valuable team member. And I've like told the world about Christina. I feel like I send her people all the time. She had to like close her doors at one point. She's like, Rebecca, like stop sending people. I can't take on anymore, (laughs) which was so fun. But I'm really excited to bring her on today. We are chatting all about blogging for family photographers. And this is a topic that I know she is just an expert in. And I really wanted to bring her on and be able to like dig in her brain a little bit so that you guys can just see all the amazing things that Christina does behind the scenes and why her role is so valuable. So hello, Christina. Welcome. We're really glad to have you. Yeah, I am so excited for to be here. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to get into all this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. So Christina has been part of my team. I think we're approaching a year. Like we, I feel like I brought you on towards the fall of last year. And yeah. um, it was before like we had all our crazy team hires. She was one mm-hmm. of the OGs. And um, <laughs> it's it was super awesome. I remember a friend of mine telling me, oh my gosh, my VA is amazing. And she was just raving about you, of course, because you are amazing. And Aww. I said, <laughs> I need to talk to this girl. Like I already had a VA at the time, but you were just doing some other things that um, were in your zone of genius. I'm like, okay, I feel like I need this girl on my team. And so I remember like literally texting you while we were like at our little retreat thing. And I was like, I need to meet this girl. I need to bring her on my team. So I've been, it's just been so awesome having you apart and um, having your hand and all the things. Yeah, no, I've loved being a part of it. I think, yeah, I think we are going on a year um, it's been really fun to find my role in your team. I think it's really cool to see how many people you're supporting and they get to help support you. So I just love being a part of it. Oh. So awesome. So can you tell everybody a little bit about you, um, what you do, tell us about your family, where you are, everything? Yeah, absolutely. So I am, um, I'm located in Virginia. That doesn't really matter though. <laughs> I can work with anybody. I actually work with clients all across uh, the U.S. and internationally now. So that's really cool that the client list has expanded that much, but um, I've been doing this now for almost six years and I have been full-time three and a half now. I have to think about how old my son is because that's when I went full-time was after he was born. Um, but I was a photographer first. So that, that was really cool to be able to kind of expand what I was doing and know that my clients who are photographers, they knew that I got it. They knew that I understood all of the technical pieces, but also just the client experience pieces. Um, so I started really getting into VA stuff about six years ago, um, VA being virtual assistant. And now I've really started to niche down into what I'm focusing on now, which is content writing and content creation. So things like what I do with you, so blog writing, newsletter creation, 
um, things of that nature. So it's been really cool to kind of go on this journey and start to realize like that's what I'm becoming known for and really leaning into that. That's been an interesting season. <laughs> so, um, and I'm a mom, you know, so I work at home with my son. He's three and a half. So um, this is all for him. So I could be home so I could be there with him. And he's actually about to start preschool a few mornings a week. So it's going to be a big change again. Um, he was in daycare before all the COVID things. But anyway, so I get it all. Like I get the balance. I get, you know, how it feels to do what you're doing and to need a little extra support. So um, yeah, so it's just been really fun to focus in on all the blog stuff lately. And I'm loving all the chance I'm getting to talk about it and teach people about it. So thank you again for having me for this topic. I think it's going to be really, really fun yeah. to dive into how family photographers can blog because I think that's something I run into a lot is they don't know. They don't think they can. They think it's just for wedding photographers or branding photographers, but there's so much power to it no matter who you are. So I'm excited to dive into that here. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I love how you said like you've really found your like area of expertise and your, I say niche. I'm not a niche person, but... <laughs> <laughs> Either way, niche, niche. Um, because I remember when I brought you on, we had you doing, you know, array of different things, lots of lots of different tasks, as you do with a virtual assistant. You know, I feel like you fill in a lot of different roles, but I feel like I found really early on that you just nailed my brand voice and you were so good at creating something from nothing. Like I would give you two to three sentences about a client and you would create this beautiful masterpiece of a blog that was as if like you were there, you knew my clients yeah. and it was so incredible. And so I was like, oh, forget everything else. Christina's only doing this because it was like, you're definitely your zone of genius that I'm like, okay, yeah. that's it. She's doing only copy because she is the most <laughs> amazing person at copy not to say you weren't amazing at other things but I would say that's definitely your zone of genius right. where you know I can write a blog I, sure I feel like many people can write blogs but to do it as quickly and as well done as you do that's something else and so um yeah that was definitely a big win on our end so let's yeah. jump into the world of blogging for family photographers. Um, let's start out. What would you say are the benefits of blogging for family photographers? Because like you said, a lot of people have this misconception that family photographers just like don't have anything to blog about or like what's the point? Because, you know, with weddings, obviously it's a wedding or, you know, branding or, you know, all these different, um, you know, genres of, I don't, is that's not the right word, genre of photography <laughs> um, branches maybe? I don't know. <laughs> people know what I'm saying. But, yeah. you know, we have this this misconception that's like, well, I'm a family photographer. What am I supposed to say? And so like, what would you say are some benefits for family photographers to be blogging? Yeah. So, I mean, no matter who you are, blogging is important because it makes Google happy. And when Google's happy, it means Google's referring you to people and you're going to be found a lot more easily. You're going to move up that, that first page, right? Like that's everybody's goal. I want to be number one on the first page of Google. Um, so blogging, like that's a, a big benefit no matter who you are right you're you're feeding information to google you're showing that you're active you're showing that your website's active that you're working that you have something to provide um so that's the first one you know independent of anything else getting google to be happy with you is, is <laughs> the reason you should be blogging if you're not already um beyond that it's something you can share with your clients right like we're always struggling I think as business owners to come up with stuff to share online on our social media and so if you write a blog once a week or even twice a month that's a couple pieces of content you don't have to think about um so that's nice you <laughs> know being able to put in that content calendar and have a reason to show off what you're doing um and really it's just it's another part of your client experience being able to share um what your session was like or a tip or what to wear things like that from one session um, is really powerful. So I think it's kind of twofold. One, you want to make, you know, Google happy, but two, you just want to show your clients that, hey, like I am active. I know what I'm doing. 
Um, I know how to kind of counteract any objections you might have. And I'm here to show you that like so many other families that love their experience, you will too. So um, independent of whatever content you're writing, those are kind of like the two big benefits, um, I think, when it comes to blogging, especially for family photographers. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like as photographers, our blog is sort of like an extended portfolio, that it's a place mm-hmm. that clients can go and see validation. Like, okay, this person yeah. has worked with real people, <laughs> real humans that are not related mm-hmm. to them, right? And get to read through their stories and see those extra images that aren't necessarily on a portfolio, something closer mm-hmm. to a full gallery, not to say we blog our full gallery, but that, right. you know, it's it's more than just one or two images that are in our in our um, portfolio page and whatnot. Yeah. And that has been such a huge benefit for potential clients to go and just mm-hmm. be validated that like, okay, this person yeah. knows what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. And that client experience to say like, how cool to say like, my family was featured on such and such blog. Exactly. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it tells that whole story, right? Like we're storytellers. No matter what kind of photography you do, you're telling a story. Um, and I think, like you said, you're not you're not just seeing the full gallery on a blog, right? You're going to pick and choose um, the best images or the most meaningful images, but you're allowing your potential clients to see that full story. Like, oh, look, they are going to get that photo of me and my daughter. Oh, look, they're capturing the details during a cake smash that, you know, I might forget a year from now. So I think it's just really, it's another marketing tool and it's free, right? Like you already have a website. <laughs> you're probably not updating it regularly. Let's be real. It's like one list, one task that sits on our to-do list forever. But if you have a regular active blog, like, that is something you can point your clients to that you can you can show them what you're doing um, consistently. And I think that this is really important no matter what kind of photography you do. Definitely. And I know we're going to get into SEO a little bit later. That's mm-hmm. search engine optimization, basically making Google happy. <laughs> but yeah. I wanted to, I think it's worth mentioning that when I first brought you on, that was the very first thing I noticed was that, of course, you were taking things off my plate that I, you know, wasn't writing blog posts and, and optimizing and whatnot because I never optimized my blog before. Like, right. I think most people don't. <laughs> it's just one right. of those things that you don't get instant gratification from. So you're like, oh, that can wait. And it just never happens. But when I brought you on, we we immediately started optimizing those blogs and anything that you wrote was optimized to be found on Google. And I'm telling you, within like probably a month, I started getting... Um, inquiries from Google and consistently. And so now, you know, we've been doing this for a year. I get people all the time finding me on Google in Nashville, in Dallas, in Arizona, wherever that we have blog posts for that. And it's because it was done intentionally. Like that's not by accident. Right. And Christina was like clapping and cheering. You can't see the video. <laughs> no, I love hearing that. Yes. I love hearing that. And I think that's the thing, um, you know, we'll talk about this when we start talking about what to blog, but I'm a firm believer in doing things with intention. Like if you're going to blog, whether it's twice a month, four times a month, whatever it is for you and your business, like be intentional. Make I know optimization sucks. Like let's be real. Like nobody loves that. Um, I mean, I do, but but it's like a little game, but it's important, right? Like you have to be intentional with this. And and like I said, we'll kind of get into this more, but I think if it's done right, blogging is going to serve you really well. And you don't have to do that much extra work for it when it comes down to it, right? Like it can become part of your process or something in your team's process. Um, But when it's done well, it's going to serve you well. It's going to help you rank in Google, do all the things that like we all say we want to do and we want to want to have happen for us in our business. But again, I think that that intention is really like the key part of this and optimization is part of that, but that's part of how this is going to work for you. So um, I know it's boring, but (laughs) it doesn't make a difference. (laughs) I love that you said nobody likes to do that. Well, I do. (laughs) 
<laughs> because, and that's why Christina's on my team because I don't love doing it and she does. So why not hire somebody that loves to do it so that I can spend my energy doing things I love to do? Exactly. I know this isn't about team building, but I feel like it just infuses itself in so many of my conversations. Um, anyways, so you mentioned a couple times about, you know, blogging once a week or every other week. Would you say that there's like a magic number of how often a photographer should be blogging? What What would you suggest? I know you've worked with several photographers. Like what's the sweet spot of blogging? So people always want a magic number and I have to say there isn't one. Um, I always tell my clients and potential clients when I'm talking to them because they're like, oh, I have all these things or I don't know if I can cover one of the topics. Um, it's not so much about how often you blog as it is about being consistent. So if you're going to start out, start out slow, right? Do twice a month, every other week, work on getting a blog post out. And when you start picking up work where you realize, oh, I can fill with other topics or, or whatever, um, ramp it up to once a week, right? So now you're doing four posts a month. And as you start filling that calendar and having more content to blog where you realize, oh, here's an educational post or here's something I want to share about, um, fill it in, just be consistent. It's a lot better for you to build up slowly than for you to like, blog all the 20 sessions you have from last year and then not do anything for six months. Um, part of being intentional with your blogging, again, is, is showing up consistently so that Google recognizes you, recognizes that fresh content consistently on your site and goes, oh, this is a real person doing real things and they're showing up and they're updating their site. So we want to we wanna know why. Um, and again, if you have something consistently, you can drive people to traffic wise, that's also going to make Google happy, right? If people are going to your website on top of it, they're going to be like, people want to be here. So let me share it more. Um, so there's really not a magic number. I think it's about sitting down and figuring out, figuring out what your kind of content pillars are and what you're going to do within those. Think about the sessions you have that you haven't blogged, sessions that are coming up, things like that. But just being consistent, I think, is key. There's not really a magic number. I would say no more than twice a week, especially for family photographers. There's really no reason unless you're super like a high volume studio, um, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But I would say aim for once a week or twice a month when you're first starting out, and that'll that'll kind of serve you well to get going. Yeah, and what, one thing I love about blogs is that you don't have to blog brand new sessions all the time. Like I know when you and I started working together, I had such a long list of blog yeah. of like photo sessions that I just never blogged. And mm -hmm. you were like, you know, you sent your little thing of, okay, you know, fill in what blogs. And I was like, oh, um, is it okay that I did six months of <laughs> content? Because we had that, we were so behind in session. I think we're still blogging sessions that mm -hmm. are old that I just never like blogged. So the fact that we can blog old content, I think is um, helpful, especially if you're like stressing of like, what do I even blog? I don't have any sessions right now. Like in those slower seasons, you're like, what yeah. am I supposed to write about and stay consistent? You can pull from those old blogs and, or, or I say blogs, you can pull from those old sessions and be blogging that because nobody knows it was old. Nobody has to know. You don't have to say, exactly. oh, this was a session from last year. <laughs> like they don't have to know that. And I think that helps make you look busy also. You know, we talk about creating mm -hmm. demand and make yourself look busy even if you're not. That that's one of those things that you can do is go back to old sessions and be blogging about those because nobody knows that they're old. So there are benefits right. there. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's the thing that, you know, I have clients all the time. They'll say that. They'll come to me and say, I have 20 sessions from last year. I never blogged or, you know, meant to or whatever. And I'm like, as long as the style still matches what you're currently doing, how you're currently editing and shooting your sessions, then blog them. Why not? Especially if it's somewhere you love or a location um, that you want to do again or, you know, really great outfit or something that you have a really good tip for. Anything that you can take out of that, like, that's fine. There's no expiration date on them unless, like I said, unless your style doesn't currently match, you know, that session. But um, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's a great way to fill in your content calendar. Um, and it's, it's great. And then blogs, 
live forever. Like until you turn that website down, that blog is going to be there. So it's not going to hurt you. And even if only five people in your grandma read it, like it's better to have it out there for Google than, than not at all. So like, that's the thing too, even if it's not your best, most performing, you know, well-performing blog, like that's okay. They don't all have to be. Um, but just that consistent work on the back end is going to make a difference. So I think it's the other thing people put all this pressure, like these have to be these really amazing, super long, like novel size, but like, that's not the case, you know, um, we'll talk about that with optimization too, but, um, I think just getting it out there, like just starting the process is the most important thing. Yeah. So, And they really do live forever, especially if you use something like Pinterest and you pin your blog posts. I still have people that come to me from Pinterest because they saw a session that was like three years old and because it's it's just on Pinterest mm-hmm. forever and it's on my blog forever. And so because they're yeah. seeing those things, then they're reaching out. And like you're saying, as long as it's like still matches your style or it matches like what you're wanting to shoot, like I... I shoot very few weddings. And when I do, I do not blog them because I don't want Google to be like putting me out there to wedding clients. I don't want to shoot weddings. So blog what you want to shoot. Um, But if it's old, that's fine because the shelf life is so much higher for or longer for a blog post because you can pin it and all the things way longer than an Instagram post or a Facebook post or whatever that lasts for two days max, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's one of those is blogging is a long game, Pinterest, YouTube, all of those are a long game and, and the effects for your business are going to be more long lasting. Like people are still going to search that content and find that content six months from now, a year from now. And that's why it's so important to just get it out there and have it optimized so that it can be found six to eight months from now um, and still bring new benefits to your business. So um, yeah, I think, I think it's really, I think it's really about starting and then you'll start to see the results over time. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, so what sort of things can photographers be blogging about? I think the obvious is photo sessions <laughs> that yeah. we've said, but is there, are there other things that family photographers can blog about to like help fill that content calendar? Maybe they don't have a session this month. What else can they blog about? Yeah. So I, for photographers, I generally think of kind of three content pillars is, is what I refer to them as or content buckets, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> so definitely sessions are one thing, right? So um, your family session, if you had minis, if you had, you're doing a recap of your minis, um, you know, whatever it is, you, know, you can definitely blog about that. And when, when you sit down to make a content schedule, and I'm not saying you have to go crazy here, but I think it's something you should do when you start to blog, build a content calendar, whether it's on Google or try love Trello for them. Um, if you do it in Asana, you can even do it on paper for all I care. I mean, I'm a, I'm a notebook person. So um, whatever works for you, but, but have a plan, like have a calendar and just kind of have an idea of what you want to talk about for those four posts or the eight posts or the two posts you're going to do a month, whatever it is. Um, so it's not so overwhelming. So that when you sit down, you're like, what did I want to blog about? Just have a plan for the month, right? Um, so start with your session. Put those on the calendar first. So if you have a session on Saturday, let's say, you know, in two weeks, you'll have images ready. Put it on the blog, right? In, in two, two, three weeks. Um, put that on your calendar. The next content bucket I think is important is client education. And people hear education and they like start to run for the hills. They're like, I don't want to teach. I don't want to teach. And that's not what I mean. Um, I mean, content that's going to help your clients and their experience. So think about the questions you get asked a lot. Is there a question, um, you know, like, what should I wear? Where are we going to go? What are you going to do with my kids screaming? You know, whatever it is um, that you're asked a lot, turn that into a blog post. One, it's going to save you time because now you don't have to write the same email over and over and over again, right? You can say, here's a blog post that'll help prepare you or, um, you know, here's something about what to wear. You can see my inspiration here. Um, but it, it's going to give an even more professional feel to your clients that like you've already addressed their problems somewhere on your site. So it just makes you look even more professional. So that's one, uh, one option there. Um, I always tell clients when they're writing blogs in general, so if you're writing about a family session, try to pull a tip out of it. 
even if you repeat that three months ago on another blog, you know, maybe, maybe the family came with great outfits, but take a chance to like talk about picking outfits for your family. Even if only a couple sentences, you can, you can throw that in there. But, um, you know, again, you could make bigger posts about those things. So seasonal posts, especially for family photographers, what you wear for the summer, what you wear for the fall, what you wear for the spring. Um, that's a great place too. If you have affiliate links, drop them in there, or else you can like make Amazon affiliate links or something. It's Which is free. To, it's to free help. to join Amazon affiliates. I think maybe it's minimal. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, you know, that's another, that's another thing you can write about. Um, so that kind of stuff at your studio, what's going on. So maybe you just feel like you're, you know, you're adding albums. So talk about that. Talk about what they look like, take some pictures, or maybe you've got a new set or you're doing a renovation or you just, you know, anything about that, like what's going on behind the scenes um, that can kind of explain to your, your clientele what's happening in your world. So things like that um, are kind of the number two. And then personal is kind of the third pillar. So I'm not saying you have to go out there and bear your whole life story, but sometimes it's nice, you know, a couple posts a year to just kind of put something about yourself. Maybe it's your goals for the business or just a look back. Like when I was um, a photographer at the end of every year, I would do a look back personally and professionally. So I would share a few things that my family had done. Um, and then I would also share another post that was like, oh, well this year I shot five weddings or, you know, I, um, I started working part-time at this or, you know, whatever. So you could kind of share a recap in that sense. Um, or just personally, maybe why you got into photography, your story, some of your, like then and now I have clients that'll do that. They'll show like their first session and where they are now and kind of talk about the changes they've done or investments they've made. Um, so there's a lot more content out there than you think. Um, definitely start with your sessions, go there and then start thinking about what can you provide for your clients that's going to enhance their experience? So what can you teach them? How can you help them before they even have to ask that question? And then kind of personal things that really back to in your business, right? I mean, you know, if you want to share your favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe, go for it. <laughs> but try to keep, keep in mind why you're blogging and who you're blogging for. Um, but just giving that little snippet of who you are personally can make a big difference too. So those are kind of the three buckets I encourage photographers to think about um, while they're they're trying to help with content. So yeah, those are great ideas. I I have implemented a few of those for my business. So every year I do like a year end recap um, where I just talk about like it's the lessons learned. If you go to my blog and search lessons learned, you'll find them for the past several years. And mm-hmm. um, it's so funny because in everyone I'm like, oh, so much has happened. My family's in transition. And I feel like we've literally like been in transition for so many years because we had babies mm-hmm. and then we were pregnant and then we were moving and then we had babies again and then we were moving again and then we were moving again like it's just it's been so crazy but it's really cool I do those mostly for myself that I'm like Mm -hmm. if honestly if people don't read it it's okay because I want to be able to look back and see like where did our business go what lessons did I learn in this year you know what personally did I learn and it's just Mm -hmm. been really cool to have a place for that to live and for me to go back that if nobody else reads them I'm okay with that if I'm literally the only human that ever goes back and reads them that's fine but (laughs) that's it's for me and I like having Mm -hmm. a place where I can go find it easily um we also like for um client education and stuff like having this list of FAQs is so helpful because I can't tell you how many times clients ask a question and it's so nice to be able to just send a blog post hey I wrote a blog about that instead of having to type out your answer 50 million times. So crazy. Um, but another type of session or type of blog that I thought about as you were talking was even doing like location spotlights, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. doing a blog about, you know, what whatever location. Our clients love Adriatica in Texas. And so we would do, um, you know, a blog about Adriatica, which we haven't done. We could. <laughs> but okay. highlighting and pulling photos from different sessions at Adriatica and talking about why we like it and this and that. That way, when people are searching, 
Adriatica Village, your thing comes up for photo sessions. And so I'm doing like location spotlights or even like types of sessions like or um, like best uh, smash cakes of 2021 or whatever. And yep. like compiling all of your, um, like reusing your past content. You don't have to shoot anything new. You're just repackaging it and saying, here's all the smash cake sessions. Here's all the maternity sessions. Here's all whatever. Um, or like, you know, best locations in DFW, best locations in Nashville, and just like putting together lists and, you know, linking your photos and stuff because pe- clients are searching for that stuff all the time. And so yeah. that is just like different creative ways. Hopefully this is like getting people's wheels turning here, but those are different creative ways to repackage what you're already doing. So you have more content without having to work hard for it. Like you already have the photos. And so you can just add those in. Exactly. No. And I think those lists are are great and they're going to be good, you know, quick SEO, but especially the locations, those are good ones. Um, I love that. And it's something too, that you can go back to, like you can go back and add to a blog later. So if you like, you know, Adriatica, like if you wind up with a beautiful session there, six months after you publish it, go, go back and update it. No big deal. Like it, it's not, and then it's there, right? Like the next time somebody finds that they have that new session added. So um, I think anything like that, anything that's going to help your clients make a decision or feel more comfortable with their decision or feel more confident about their session coming up, I think is great. And the bottom line is like those FAQ, like you can break them all out. Like if you have six of them, that's six blogs you could write. Like they yes. don't have to all go in one blog. <laughs> so um, I think it's just, when you think about it, like if you're writing four blog posts a month, for 12 months, you know, you're not really writing that much content. So I think um, it's kind of freeing in a way to realize that like, once I put in my sessions, I'm only going to need like probably 20, 15, maybe even 10, depending on how many sessions you have um, other pieces of content. Okay. So if I put one educational post a month, <laughs> I only have to come up with a few more to fill out the year and make it to the end of the year. Things like hot, like recaps, those best of those, anything like that. Like people are going to love that at the end of the year. I have one client that says she does every single December and January. We're doing best of, you know, best of for newborns, best of for cakes, cake matches, whatever it is. Um, it's just a really, and she just, I know she like, when she edits, she'll just pull a few photos into a folder. So that come December, they're already ready to go. Smart. <laughs> so it's really nice. Um, yeah. So it's super easy, right? Like just kind of think ahead for yourself. But I think having that content schedule is really, really key because you're going to start to realize that it's not as overwhelming as it seems, you know, it's not as over. And, and, and the other thing is so many photographers think that they have to have this like 48 hour turn on a blog. And that's usually more in the wedding world. Like they want to have it up, you know, a few days after the wedding thought. But sometimes that carries over into like their family business or their newborns or whatever else they're blogging. And reality is like, this is your business. So if it takes you a week to get it on the blog, nobody's going to care, right? Like your clients are still going to be excited. You're still going to be able to share it online. Um, It's still going to help somebody. They're still going to find you. So I think giving yourself that grace too of like being realistic about your turnaround times when you start putting your sessions on the, the blog schedule. But um, you know, just remembering like you can, you can build this out however you want. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Freedom can be really, really important. Yeah. Um, when it comes to blogging. I resonate with that a lot. Cause when I was working full time as a youth pastor, like I just didn't have all the time in the world. So doing even a one week turnaround for a blog, like I was lucky if I got photos back in a week, let alone a whole blog <laughs> yeah. post that's optimized for Google. Like it just wasn't happening and like, that's okay. And I knew like in my season that that's, that's not how our business was going to run and we set the rules. So that was fine. Mm -hmm. And so knowing like, even now, most of the time we're not blogging right after a session, just because we have such a backlog still. And, um, you know, when mini session season and we have our podcasts that we're putting out and all these other pieces of content that we still put out what two photo sessions a month, um, Mm -hmm. just because we want stuff to stay fresh for our clients and stay fresh on Google. Um, but most of those are not like current. Occasionally they're current. Um, like if we have them tied to behind the lens or something that we had just shot it, that's one thing, but 
we know that our business just isn't one of those that does like the 48 hour blog post. Yeah. It's just not part of our workflow and that's okay because we be. set our yeah. goals. Exactly. If you're listening here, take some notes because this is where we're going to have some like really actionable, hopefully you've been taking notes up to this point. We've given lots of actionable steps, but we'll get into the nitty gritty of SEO that search engine optimization is like, it's scary. I'm just going to be straight up like SEO. If you don't know what you're doing, it's a scary world. And I remember being so overwhelmed thinking like, I don't know what Google wants. I don't know what anything wants. I How am I supposed to do this? So Christina, can you give us some really like practical key things that we should include in our blogs to optimize for SEO to make Google like us? Yeah, sure. So um, SEO does sound really scary, but the bottom line is just think of it uh, about as if it Things that Google can search. That's what you're going for. That's essentially what it means, right? So the very basic like description is just something Google can search. So when I start blogging for clients, one of the first things I want to make sure I understand is where are they located? Where are these sessions taking place? And who are they trying to reach? Because, you know, like you're you're in Nashville, right? So we want to make sure that the sessions that are in Nashville are optimized for those locations. I don't just want to put family photographer because then somebody in Kansas could find you and that may not be super helpful, right? But if we can narrow it down to Nashville family photographer or Nashville or the location, like the park or the specific neighborhood or whatever, the museum or, or whatever it is, wherever you are, that's, that's what we want to kind of get down to like that bottom. It's almost like a pyramid. It's kind of I think about like big term up here. It's like Nashville family photographer. I'm doing like hands like you can see me, but <laughs> like imagine like the base of the, the pyramid, right? And you just kind of start narrowing it in so that you can get to something really specific. And it's a, it's a game, right? You don't want to be so specific that no one's ever going to search for it, <laughs> right? Um, but you want to be broad enough and, and enough that someone's going to find you. So you don't want to just be like lost in the sea of Tennessee family photographers. Like you want to kind of get to, to find that sweet spot. So um, all, that, all that to say, you just need to understand what your clients are probably searching for, right? So they're probably looking for a city. They're probably looking for the state that they're in. They're looking for the kind of photography you do. They may be looking at a specific location. Like I know when I book a family photographer, and I'm thinking about what am I going to do? So before I even work, reach out to this person, where are we going to go? And I'm probably going to look for inspiration of like that location. And then before you know it, I start finding photographers who have shot that location. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. So I'm going to check out this person's website or whatever. So that's kind of what you want to like backpedal through <laughs> for your own website. Like think about what your ideal client is going to be searching for. And I kind of hate that term, but think about what they're, they're going to be looking for, right? So again, probably Nashville family photographer, Nashville family photos, and just kind of think about the iterations for your particular city and business. So um, you don't have to put Nashville family photographer on every single blog. And in fact, you don't want to, because then your stuff's going to start competing with itself. And that's just like a whole mess. Um, but just find different, different iterations, right? So family photos, family, family portraits, you know, the city, uh, the state, um, and you can go to Google, right? You can go to Google for that and just kind of start searching what other terms come up when I put in. It's like YouTube. If you go to for a video and you start getting all of the suggestions underneath, do the same thing for your blog. Look at the location, look at the state, whatever it is. Start typing it and see what else comes up and you can use it in your blog. So kind of pick one term that you're going to use per blog. Um, so we'll just say we're doing one for Nashville Family Photographer, okay? You want to use that term in your blog, not overuse it. <laughs> you want to usually put it in twice. It's usually a good bet depending on how long your copy gets. Um, you want to include it naturally. Don't just like stick it in there in awkward places, you know, include it. Um, a lot of times I'll say like as a national family photographer, one of my places is blah, 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 uh, favorite places, things like that. Just kind of infuse it in the copy naturally a few times. That's going to help put it in the title of your blog. Um, it's this misconception too. You want to put it in the title of your blog, um, like what's going to come up on your website. But it's actually a secondary title. That's what Google gets. And like, that's what's going to appear on Google on the, on the list 
uh, like when you search. So you want to put it in, it's more important to put in the one Google's going to search, <laughs> but, but put it in the title of your blog still, people, you know, that's still searchable content. Um, but yeah, include it there, include it, rename your photos, always make sure you rename your photos. It's because again, that's something Google can search. They're going to be looking at the title of your photos. So put it there, you know, put the location, national film photographer, Rebecca Grace, whatever it is. Um, in the actual file, like the file, file name. name. The actual file name. Yep. So I always tell my clients that they're going to go to Blogstomp and like resize their images anyway. Just you can put a new file name in Blogstomp. Um, so just put it there or go in and rename your images, right? You don't want to put like DSC, whatever, whatever, like have it rename something useful. Even if it's just your business name, like at the very least. Um, but anything like that is still searchable by like Google. And then the other place you want to include it, and it's kind of sparingly here, it's alt text. People hear alt text and again, they just want nothing to do with it. Alt text is something you add to every photo on your blog. So that is essentially telling Google what the picture is. Google's a computer. It doesn't have eyeballs. <laughs> so it cannot see what your, your photos are. So alt text is a chance to briefly describe whatever the image is. And on a handful, and I usually aim for at least half, you want to include those keywords, right? So um, usually with the location, it's pretty easy if you're just using like, like Adriatic Village. It's like you can just include that, like family poses under brick you know, brick, um, bridge, right. At Adria or whatever it is, <laughs> or bridge was not coming to my brain. Um, but what all text is the other place you want to include in your blog. And that's where people start to like, I don't want to optimize. I don't know. Cause it's boring. Right. I always say just play your favorite TV show, listen to it, go through your blog, <laughs> add the alt text and you'll be done before you know it. Especially family photography blogs. They're usually not like a hundred images. So it goes a lot faster than say a wedding blog. Um, but those are all places you want to include those those key phrases. So um, I, I know that sounds like a lot of mumble. <laughs> so please ask questions. But it's it's much more straightforward than you think. It's not it's not this scary like vague like I have to guess what to put. You know, just focus on the locations. Where are you at? Where do you want to shoot? Um, where are you located? Who are you trying to reach? What are the surrounding areas? Right, like you, it's not just Nashville. There's also Franklin. There's, you know, whatever the areas are around you too that clients might come from. Um, include your state, include what you do. Are you in a studio? Are you on location? Like all of those are things that people are going to search for. So it just, that list kind of depends on your business and where you want to be and where the session was, but that's, that's the basis of it. You know, just include it naturally in your blogs and um, there's tools like to help you make sure you're optimizing depending on the platform you're, you're blogging on. Um, if you blog with WordPress, I highly recommend you download Yoast. So it's like, it's like Toast, but with a Y, <laughs> Y-O-A-S-T. Um, it's great for making sure that your your blog is optimized for that key phrase that we were just talking about. Um, Squarespace doesn't really have anything like that, but if you use the same principles and just kind of unfortunately have to eyeball your your way through it, um, it's still possible, right? Like you can still do the same thing. You just won't have the little green light that that Yoast gives you. So um, I think that's the best way. Like download Yoast, use it, um, understand. You know, it has little notes that tells you what to do or what you need to fix. So just kind of start paying attention to that if you're not already. And that's going to help you kind of make the most out of those blog posts that you're sharing. Yeah, that was such valuable information. Like, I don't know if people like you're going to need to rewind and like go listen to that again. Take really good notes because everything Christina just said, that's like the key to getting found on Google. And it sounds overwhelming. I know, but it doesn't have to be just break it down piece by piece and just start because even doing a little bit is better than nothing. It's better than where you're at right now. If you're like not even optimizing your blogs at all. Um, and I did want to mention that I have a blogging toolkit 
kit available for you guys. If you go to my shop, and we'll link it in the show notes, it's um, RebeccaRiceFo.com slash blogging dash toolkit. And you can find it in my shop. And that toolkit like walks you through a lot of what we've already talked about here. And it puts it in a place that you can refer back to. And it's, you know, it's not confusing. I break it down for you to like literally have a toolkit in your back pocket to be able to use for blogging. And with that toolkit, there's an option to add on a blogging and SEO masterclass. And in that masterclass, I literally like share my screen and show you everything that Christina is outlining so that you know where to go and what to do and what to click. And I show you how we optimize a blog post and how we, you know, we do like a blog with me. Like I, I wanted to make it as easy as possible because I know that blogging can be really overwhelming. And so that um, blogging toolkit and that the blogging and SEO masterclass, be sure to add that piece on because it's just so helpful. Um, And I think I have a blog with me. You can also add on like a video to be able to see um, exactly what I do and what this process looks like. You guys, it's so helpful. Once you start implementing this stuff and getting those workflows down, you're going to love the results of actually being found on Google because spoiler alert, like you don't just get found on Google. That's not like how Google works. If you're not putting in the work, you're not going to get found, period, because there are hundreds of thousands of millions of posts and and websites and stuff that when somebody types in Nashville family photographer, if you're not putting in the work on the back end, you're not going to be seen. And so the goal here is to be seen. And if it just takes, you know, that extra 30 minutes per blog post to make sure we optimize it, like it's so worth it because that really adds up. It's kind of like contributing to a bank account with Google that as you keep putting in a few cents and a few cents, it really adds up into something substantial so that eventually you will be seen on Google. Clients are going to find you. You will get bookings. Um, It's a long game. That's for sure. I'm not going to try to say like, you're going to have overnight success. Like that's not blogging. Blogging is a long game, but it's one of those that is so valuable because it's free. It's free marketing. You're not having to pay to be found on Google. People do that, but you wouldn't have to pay. You can just be found by spending a little bit of extra time for every blog post and optimizing. And so um, I know for me, it's so worth it. And if you're like way overwhelmed, you're like, I don't even want to touch it. <laughs> Maybe it means you need to hire somebody like Christina um, to come on and take care of that part of stuff so that you don't have to. Can you do it on your own? Absolutely. But if if it's super overwhelming or you literally don't have the time, hire somebody else to do it because it pays for itself. It's so worth it. Um, so Christina, can you tell everybody where to find you and are you taking on clients? I know it's like, you're like, doors are closed. Okay, I can add a few more. Okay, doors are closed. <laughs> Y'all, she is a hot commodity, you guys. So if it, I'm serious. If you want to work with her, like get on her wait list if she's not. I'm, I'm like speaking before she can even tell us. But... Um, <laughs> Um, tell us where they can find you because Christina is like gold. She's she's just she's pure gold. So let let us know all the things. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you can if you want to go to the website, um, I'm at dot the eyes outsourcing. So it's dot the is outsourcing.com. And actually on my blog, I have tons of tips about blogging and I break down things like alt text even further and lots of SEO tips, things like that. So definitely check that out. I actually also have a freebie um, if you want that has 10 tips to help you get started with blogging. So if you're like, I still don't know where to start, grab it. It's super straightforward. Seriously, 10 steps. You'll just like walk through them. You'll write a blog post. And I want to say too, um, blogging is a long game, but it's one of the things like as you start doing it more, you're going to feel more comfortable. So it seems really scary now. It might take you like an hour to do a blog now, but as you keep doing it, it will get faster. So like, don't give up on it after like two posts. You're like, I hate this. And again, if you do or don't have time, 
hire somebody, but you know, don't, don't give up on it just because it seems hard. Um, it will get easier. So I just want to say that too. So you can find me at dot outsourcing.com. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, I do share some stuff on there as well as about blogging and things like that. So you can find me at Christina Dowler, um, Christina with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. Dowler is D as in dog, O-W-L-E-R. Uh, so I'm there too. And I'm on Facebook under dot the eyes as well. Um, as far as taking clients, <laughs> it's always like you said, it's like a back and forth, you know, seeing where the client lives. I actually have another team member now. Um, she's my sister-in-law and she's a phenomenal writer too. So we do have some space still um, through the end of this year to take on some clients. After that, we'll probably be shutting doors for a little bit because we've got some stuff in the works. Um, a little hint, we're trying to build out a team. So we'll hopefully have more writers going into Yay. 2022 for anybody who wants help. Um, <laughs> so good things coming. So I would say there's nothing else. If you're, if you do want to work with us or work with my sister-in-law, or work with our team, um, send in, send in an inquiry through the website and we'll get back with you and see what we can do. Um, and we'll just kind of see how the calendar fills up. <laughs> it is, it is busy. Um, and I'm so grateful, especially grateful to you. I know you've sent me so many amazing people to work with. And I'm just grateful to all my clients if you're listening now too. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really cool to see. I was telling Rebecca about this a while ago, but so many of my clients, they're just connected in so many other ways. So it's cool to, to do things like this or conferences or whatever, and just see how many people I actually get, have worked with or get to work with. So I'm um, just say thank you to you from the bottom of my heart for that. And then for, you know, again, having me today, but um, yeah, if you ever have any questions, feel free to send a note to the website or DM me on Instagram or whatever, find me on Voxer, like whatever. I'm happy to answer it. Again, check out the blog. I've got a lot of stuff lately about um, how to build up blog schedules and SEO tips and all that stuff too. So lots of stuff there. You can digest at your own pace. Um, but yeah, I, I know Rebecca's toolkit's amazing too. So there's lots of good resources out there to get you started, but you just get started. Like that's the thing, like just get started and you'll be amazed with a little bit of consistency, what it's going to do for you. So um, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course, that's so good. And you guys, we're going to link all this stuff in the show notes. So if you're like frantically writing, like we'll link it all. When I say we, Christina is the one that does our show notes. <laughs> Surprise, now you know. Christina puts together all our show notes. So um, she'll link her own stuff. Yay, that'll be super fun. Um, so you'll have all of those resources that she listed um, to be able to go. You guys, this is just, Christina's a wealth of knowledge and definitely take advantage of her blog and go, you know, read up on all the things. And I know it's going to be like a rabbit trail. You'll get, you'll dive into one, then you'll just go to another and another and, you know, it, it'll be great. So Christina, this was so awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to just like share your knowledge and pour into our audience. I know this was, you know, such valuable information and I know people are going to take away so many great things from it. Yay. I feel like I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what people think. So thank you again for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Of course. Awesome. Well, you guys, we're going to wrap up for today. Um, like I said, hopefully you took something from here. I'm sure you did. Like literally, this was one of the most like packed episodes with very practical things. So my encouragement to you is don't just leave, let, you know, don't just leave and let it sit, right? All the notes that you're taking, go and apply it. Even if it's a little bit, just start because blogging is um, one of those things that it'll make a huge difference in the long run, which I'm sure you've discovered at this point of the podcast if you made it this far. But um, anyway, we're going to go ahead and close out for today. We will see you again this time next week. And I can't wait to chat some more. Bye guys. <laughs>